The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Michael effing Chandler with a knockout that is going to reverberate deep into next week and beyond. I'm ready to come back. The main event. There is not one MMA fan on the planet that doesn't want to see me. I am Michael Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I. Interesting uh, show today. Uh, Michael Chandler returns. We always love Michael Chandler. And Mario Lopez, I don't think he's been on yet. Uh, I'm almost positive I've never interviewed him, so it'll be nice to talk to Mario Lopez. Probably he's a big, uh, big MMA fan, and he, he's uh, into boxing. So I guess I would be too if I looked like him. I would probably want to do physical things as well. Man. <laughs> listen, listen to me. My wife was was Team Slater, not Team Zach. I don't know if you've ever seen Saved by the Bell. I have. I, I wouldn't say I was an well, avid my, watcher. It's a little bit after my time. Well, listen, it's when my wife was growing up. And then look, this many years later, she married Mario Lopez's stunt double. Not short, bald man. He's nothing like me at all. But no. no. Oh, let me tell you something. He does boxing. He does. He's a purple belt in jujitsu. We I know. know he has. We know he has wrestling from Saved by the Bell. We've, yep. seen, we've seen Slater in a singlet. I don't remember that <laughs> episode. Hey, that I, comes I, fast. Slater in a singlet. Slater, Slater in a singlet. singlet. Yeah, Slater apparently you enjoyed that episode. I don't think I've ever seen that. Is it annoying? Is it too annoying if I just did that 10 times? Really? I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to do. I'm gonna guess yes. What are you saying now? <laughs> Jimmy, I'm, I, listen, it's Wednesday. Yes. I'm coming in hot. I'm going to slow it down a little bit. That's right. Your answer right there told me, Matt, just, just <laughs> the rain's the rain's a little, it's a little bit. That's all right. Pull them in a little bit. All right, Jimmy, let's get off to a jog first. Yeah, we're good. I'm just, I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, to today's show. By the way, I got to say who I really... They're talking about Adesanya possibly fighting Yuri Prochaska at light heavyweight. Hey, wait, 
Wait, I thought they were talking about. I'm hearing all sorts. I'm seeing all sorts of things without Asanya. I thought um, they were talking about. Oh no, my bad, my bad. I'm, Jan Bohovitz is going to fight Alex Pajeda. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's a very tough fight for Alex. I mean, again, if he can knock anybody out, but if Jan gets a hold of you, and Jan hits a lot harder probably than than anybody else in the middleweight division, at least. I'm not worried about the, the, the striking of Jan. Not that I'm not worried about it. Right. But I think Alex Herrera, might, and especially with some more meat on him, he might see, he'll be seeing those punches coming. I'm more concerned about the grappling aspect of that fight. If Jan Blahovitz got down Izzy, and I'm going to say Izzy's takedown, his defense is arguably better than Alex. I don't know. I don't know but, but Izzy's hard to get down. Yes, he is. So, you know, I, I'm more concerned with Jan Bohovitz taking down Alex and possibly finishing him down there. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I think would happen. Um, I, got I think he would pull him down. I got caught up with saying Slater in a singlet. and that, I the, understand. It's running point, through your head. The point was, I'm pretty sure he's got a wrestling background. He does boxing. He's a purple belt in MMA. If he was younger, he would have got his little feet wet. I know he does jiu-jitsu tournaments. You think he would have ever been interested in having an a, a MMA fight? If he was younger, Jimmy, this is a, we're talking about an alternative universe. Maybe. Because um, he's like one of those guys that just, you, you look at him. You see he's boxing, he's doing jujitsu, wrestling. He's mixing the arts. He's mixing the arts. What's yes. in the box? Um, what do you think of a Jamal Hill against Adesanya? You know that's interesting because we talked about we talked about Jamal Hill versus um, Alex Pereira. What? Listen, anybody standing up anytime. I mean, you get guys at that highest level, and they're not guys that usually go for takedowns. I mean, we're looking we're looking at a show. You know, I listen. Israel Adesanya, he's one of my right now to watch. He's one of my personal favorites. Yeah, because of how skilled he is. I love his fucking attitude. Not, not even the anime stuff. I like the anime stuff too. I like sure. I like that he's not afraid to be himself. He's not. But really, I praise his guts. His how brave he how brave he is. I mean, he's just you know to do what he did with Alex Pereira after losing to him the way he did. Yeah. Back like that to try to challenge himself and go up and to become a. Uh, well, light heavyweight, yeah. 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 Uh, um, what is it? Two division champ. Yeah. I mean, he's constantly testing himself and putting him out there to get to um to fight anybody. So I, I don't know. He's one of those those rare breeds that has that superstar power and will just fight whoever they put in front of him. So he's exciting. What is he saying? What is what? Adesanya would only have a one inch reach advantage against Jamal Hill, and uh, they're both six foot four. I don't. I'm not. I don't get caught up in that whole reach advantage. You look at me. Uh, yes, it does matter some when you watch a guy struggling a little bit to cover distance or or that we're having a little bit of a hard time figuring out how to get in it can definitely if a guy wants to keep a little distance and fight his fight it can make a difference if a guy's having a hard time covering that if you're if you got that shorter um wingspan you know what I mean? There's ways to cover that distance. Take it from a guy five six who was up to guys' nipples when he was fighting them. You well, that's what I'm saying. You're used to it. Jabs. Like, yeah, there's ways to fight your way in. Yeah, you know, double, triple jabs. 
you know, you come in behind that like a little armadillo, you know? So I don't know. Listen, I don't get caught up with that because it's all timing and, and whatnot. Sure. But I just think skill-wise, that would be an amazing fight. Holy that shit. would be an unbelievable That wouldn't fight. be happening. He would be challenging, moving up and wait the challenge for that. What are we talking about? Right? Uh, who, Adesanya? Yeah. No, yeah, well, Adesanya. What way are we talking about? Because what we're Light heavyweight. Yeah, but that'd be a 205. Yeah, two, a light heavyweight, but honestly. Yeah, yeah. 185. He's usually 185, so he'd be going up. Right, so I'm saying he'd be moving up. That's what, Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about him moving up. Oh, but is that but has that been talked about? Is that yes, I've heard, I've heard him talked about with uh, Prohovsky. I've heard it talked about with Jamal Hill. Yeah. Jimmy. Especially after Pajeda's uh, gone now, who is he going to uh, – I mean, Pajeda's moving up, but they're saying could they collide again at light heavyweight – but it's almost like he has really uh, – he, he's really kind of cleaned out that division, which is why that Alex rematch was so interesting. But you have Whitaker, you have Costi, you have all these guys he's fought already. So I think for him it's more interesting. Just like for Jones, it was more interesting to go up to heavyweight and fight other people as opposed to fighting the same guys he had kind of cleaned out already, you know? My guess. Man, listen, all I know anytime that that dude fights, he has my money. Yeah. You know, but um, and what do you think about uh, Shemaev and Usman? They're talking about uh, they want to fight at two ninety four in Abu Dhabi. Who? Um, they're talking about fighting at Abu Dhabi, uh, two ninety four. Usman and uh, Shemaev. Now, let me ask you a question. On the prep sheet, it says reportedly doesn't it at a catch weight, meaning one eighty five is likeliest there was a mistake in the prep are you saying he's not he doesn't want to do it at a catch weight uh jake i, I oh ufc doesn't well okay doesn't want it at a catch weight doesn't want it okay i, well, I, I don't want to try it because right. you got to find a home for of course 100 percent. so i don't know listen i if that fight happens it's like yo kamar Usman. that's the that's the best way to get people talking again. That's he, right. Imagine he goes in there and he finishes comes out. I mean, it's almost like, hey, dude, all right, let's forget about the last couple of performances here. He's yeah. back. He's back. It's like when uh, Jack Nicholson breaks through the door in The Shining and he's like, here's Johnny, when his face coming through the thing. And then he says, Wendy, I'm home. Randy, dude, he was talking, I'm not gonna hurt you any. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and she's like, and she was great in that. We're talking about the Shelly shining. Duvall, yeah. People, we're talking about the shining because if you watch it, he's being so creepy. She has a bat and she goes up and he's writing this novel in this secluded um, what is it? A secluded uh, it's a ho- it's the overlook hotel. He was the caretaker for the winter. And yes, and the previous caretaker went crazy up there and Delbert Grady. Him. Right? Killed his yeah. family. Yes. So when he went up there, he's writing this novel. The wife's thinking the whole time he's clicking away. She's thinking he's acting wacky. I'm telling for the kids who haven't seen the movie. Yeah. She goes to see what he's writing. Do you remember what it said, Jimmy? All over and over again. Because I know you said work yes, and that. no play makes Jack an exciting boy. A dull boy, Jimmy. Oh, dull boy. Don't, do you messed up at the end. I know you did on purpose. But she would read that. And Shelley Duvall, who's also known for her role in Popeye, the movie. Yeah, that's probably, right. Probably less known for that. 
She was so great in this movie because when Jack Nichols started going, Wendy, I'm not gonna hurt you, Wendy. And he's putting his hands up and she's and she's going, yeah, yeah, get away from me. Yeah, yeah, get away. I'm not gonna do my acting in front of Matthew, the great Mario Lopez. Sorry, sorry. Oh, he's in. Oh no, he popped in and saw on? you doing a scene from the shining. Hey Mario. How you doing? You guys hey, hear me okay? Yeah, we hear you great. Okay, great. I'll tell you, Mario. Now I know why my wife had a crush on you. Look at this guy. I mean, he doesn't hey. age. Since you we put him in a cigarette. rolling already. I was already he, a fan of Matt's. Hey, Mario, <laughs> you put you in a singlet. I think I'm back watching that fucking Say by the Bell right now. I think <laughs> you look great, he, man. It's got he to has be mentioned that singlet a few times, Mario. Before you got on, Matt made about four references to the singlet. I appreciate it, Matt. Mad respect. Much love, my man. And Mario, you traded in the singlet. For a kimono, I am so proud of you. You are a purple belt, halfway yeah. to Jedi, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I've been doing both the gi and the no gi, and you know, having the wrestling background. So I thought I was too old, right, to get into it, but because of my boys and stuff, I started getting them into it. And I figured, ah, all right, my, maybe I'll start. Uh, I'll start training just so I can learn with them. And then once I fell into it, I fell in love with it. How long have you been doing it? How long have you been training? I've been training. Um, Got it. a few years now. I just I keep having to stop for injuries, which have nothing to do with jujitsu. Ironically, they're all with boxing because I still I still spar and move around like an idiot. So I, I went through three years of bad injuries. I tore my rotator cuff, then I tore my Achilles, then I tore my biceps. It's a mess. Thank God, right now I haven't torn anything in a while. It's an explosive sport, though. <laughs> Did you fix your bicep when you tore it? Did you fix it? That I feel, I mean, it was completely torn, like shredded. And I just was up here and I was like, what the hell's going on? And, and Ariel, did, did you tear yours? See this? This is my nice one. Yeah. Where did that one go? I just, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. Is, this one's got the full hoop. And then look at this one's got the little, little baby one because there's missing right hey, there. You know what's nice though? How'd you do yours, man? How'd you do yours? It'll help your rear naked choke. The neck fits <laughs> in it better now. <laughs> How did you tear yours? I was getting ready for my fight with Dean Thomas. Uh, and then he pulled out, and I had another guy, my first time cutting the 155, and I was boxing. And this little guy, Walter Glick, a Blick, was a, um, a a golden glover. And I was really, I was learning on the job, because I was a jiu-jitsu man in the UFC. And the great Ray Longo was like, you got to learn, you, you got no time to waste. I had to learn on the job my, my, my sparring. So this little golden glover was just lighting me up. And it wasn't a straight right. It wasn't a hook. It was one of those get away from me punches. Yeah. And I hit it wide and it rolled up like a curtain during yeah. sparring. So I had to fight less than three weeks after that. So the I went to this wow. doctor and the doctor <laughs> goes, look, he was an old school Navy doctor guy. He was cool. He goes, look, he goes, could you turn a key? I go, yeah, I could turn a key. He goes, all right. He goes, now, if you want to fight, you could fight. But you're on, if you want to get it reattached, it has to be done now. Otherwise. Yeah. It'll just be for cosmetic reasons. So right. instead of having, I could have, I could still have one, two of these. So it wouldn't look like this. But yeah. here's the here's the catcher. Uh, it was my third fight in the UFC. Kelly Delante, a Frank Shamrock student. I finished him with a triangle choke. So hey. I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> so, it worked out. Yes. How did you hurt yours? I hurt mine sparring. Same way I was boxing. And I was already sweaty too. It was like the fifth round. And I had to go to work and I was on my, and then I just, I was, I was starting to light them up. I did a little pivot. I remember and I did a little uppercut and I, and I, it was already kind of bothering me, but I thought it was just sore. I didn't realize it was slowly already 
sort of torn. And then when I did that big right hook, and I could felt it like go up, but what the hell? And then it looked weird. And yeah, I had the surgery and had to get the whole thing. It was awesome. What do they do? Go in, they like make an incision, they go in, they pull it down and just reattach it at the bottom? Basically. And then I busted, I got an ugly scar because I it's hard for me to sit still. The doctor said, you know, you can't do any exercise for a while. I was like, all right. And then I was like, well, I can do an elliptical. That's not a real exercise because I just felt I needed a sweat. And as I'm doing it, I busted the stitches open. I had to get stitched up again. It was awful. So I learned my lesson the hard way there. And I, I'm sorry, Jimmy. Who do you train with? Just um, I like the lineage and whatnot. Uh, who's your instructor? Uh, in jujitsu or boxing? Yeah, jujitsu. Jujitsu. I'm sorry. In jujitsu, um, I, I train at all the different Gracie Bajas out here. The one in Glendale. Okay, nice. Yeah, Robert Hill and Hamalo, um, in Northridge. I know um, Hamalo. Tarzana and stuff with Edwin and those guys. So you know, it's a great community. I really like the the community and the camaraderie with those guys and the level of respect and it's like physical chess right you're constantly problem solving and learning so um it's and it's not as taxing on your body as wrestling it's really not although my knees might get but they can differ a little bit (laughs) yeah not for anything mario i I just got a new knee so i get you with that okay we're on the same program it seems exactly (laughs) but uh let me ask you now you have the wrestling background you're still boxing you love jujitsu if this was you got involved all of, in all of this a while ago. You obviously like to compete. You never think you'd uh, you never think you'd have a fight. You think you'd ever ever try your hand in MMA if you were a little younger or no? Well, you know, it, I've always gravitated towards uh, individual sports and particular uh, combat sports with both wrestling and boxing. Like you mentioned, I got into uh, jujitsu late only because I got into the entertainment business so early and I did like baseball and I did like, all the, but you can't participate in team sports if you're not there um, all the time. It's not fair to the team. Right. And all you have to do for wrestling is, you know, is beat out the guy in your weight class and you're able to, to make the team and represent. So that worked out well for me and my schedule. Cause I was working since a kid, I've been working since this is going to be my 40th year in the business professionally. Wow. I was 10 years old. It's something I just kind of fell into. Um, so I've always kind of done it all. I was the only sort of kid that was like singing, dancing, acting, wrestling, doing karate, <laughs> boxing, doing all these. I had an after school activity every day. And that's because, you know, it wasn't the most upscale neighborhood where I grew up in. I was a border town kid in Chula Vista. And uh, my mom wanted to keep me busy and out of trouble. So she put me in everything. And then dancing, she knew, you know, kids were going to mess with me. So she wanted to make sure I could, I could protect myself. First, I didn't like it. But then later on, when the ladies started to like it, I was like, all right, thanks, mom. Right. It's like when they make fun of guys who take cooking classes, it's like, well, you know who else is in cooking classes? A lot of women. So you meet women doing that. Now you share, you share an an uncommon love for Disney, like a a real love for Disney. My producer on my other show has this. Uh, Is this an obsession with you? Is this something you really love? Disney? I'm. I think you might be mistaking me for somebody. Oh, maybe I'm mixing you up with somebody else because I was told that you <laughs> love Disney. Oh, he, no, he no, told no. me to ask, ask him about Disney. And I was like, okay. No, I mean, I got little kids. They like it, but no, that's, uh, that's not me. I'm actually a universal guy. All my stuff is at NBC universal. So I'm a corporate man for them. <laughs> all I know is I'm happy. I asked you about jujitsu. I'm happy that I, I mean, first of all, he told me to ask I you. So he, <laughs> cause I always shit on him for loving Disney. So I'm glad I didn't just shit on you. I asked you first because yeah, I, always, yeah. kind of, I always make fun of people who are just too into Disney as adults. No, so, no. It's kind of weird. If you're into, with all due respect to your friend, sure. you don't have kids and you're into Disney, then I'm, you know, it's a little trippy. No, no, he does have kids, but it's still a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, st- yeah. it's, it's still bizarre. Hey, uh, what was it like? Universe- I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was going to say, I'm a universal guy too, though. The line, <laughs> you, get that, you get the fast pass on that. You're there you go. 15 minute, it's 15 minutes tops 
Right. Oh, man, me and my kids love that, especially the the superhero part. We always visit that that comic book. I'm talking about the one in Florida. I don't think they have Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a similar right now. They got the Super Mario and the whole thing, so it's good. I went there when it was Confrontation. When the yeah. Universal had that that King Kong thing in like the late yeah, yeah, 80s, yeah. it was really yeah. not frightening. Yeah, it was like the big gorilla it. comes up. Yeah, they still yeah. have that? Yeah, they still the one in LA they do. Yeah. I've only been to that one down in uh Florida. Yeah, I did it to save really? a relationship. Yes, sir. That's Millennium in the 80s? What are you talking about? This was probably 1989 or 1990 that I went there. Yeah. Got to get back out there, my little bird. Fly I know. I'm I not a big. You. You come out. I got you. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of uh of amusement parks or any of that stuff. What was it like working out with Canelo? He's great. Super uh, super cool guy, and and um, obviously uh, uh, worked with me and took it easy. But you know, he he'll he'll keep you honest. So he'll pop a couple good jabs, get a couple shots to the to the body, and he's like, "Hey, come on, throw hard." And so I've actually had the the opportunity to spar with him a few times which is which is great that's what's cool you know being here in LA and and, and um loving um combat sports both MMA and, and boxing I've gotten to move around with a lot of guys in boxing everyone from like Canelo to De La Hoya Pacquiao James Tony Shane Mose all these guys which is great just right here in all the gyms James Tony for MMA you mean or just for boxing sparring for boxing, for boxing. Oh okay yeah because I was saying he's the one boxer that fought that I mean he fought ready to tour. crazy I don't know yeah, yeah I'm so foolish. I don't think he's right gonna now, teach him the mount. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna teach him the mount escape, Jimmy. Well, that's what I thought he was talking about. Doesn't that seem to like that really like everyone always talks about how come boxers won't fight MMA and MMA guys always go to boxing? I think that's a big part of that reason was they saw like how how fast a guy in MMA would, would end that fight, no matter how good a boxer is. That Couture Tony fight, I think, uh canceled a lot of would be fights in the future. Matt knows that, look, if you haven't had any sort of grappling background, no wrestling, you can't just all of a sudden learn how to sprawl in, 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 with instinct and, and uh, be able to kind of defend yourself. That's it. Unless he, he's able to connect, the, the striker able to connect uh, right off the bat, then once they grab a hold of you, that, that's all she wrote. It's a wrap. So it's, it's full. And look, I'm sure it was just sort of money grab for James. I love James. He's a great guy. One of the best boxers ever, just a natural born fighter. Um, boxer, I should say, but when it comes into uh, MMA, it's not. Even, when people ask me all the time, I go, "It's not even close. It's not even. It wouldn't even yeah. be close. Like any sort of, just a fight, not a mad, but just a fight. If the guy's in the street, the guy who has the grappling experience is gonna win ninety nine times out of hundred. Wouldn't you agree, Matt? Oh, listen, you're, you're talking to a jujitsu man at heart. I won the title, my fist. Jim brings up all. Jimmy brings up all the time with my knockout of Frank Trick. But I'm a jujitsu man at heart. I taught the 7 a.m. this morning. Mario, if you're ever in these schools, you got to visit my school, dude. I Where's it at? Where's it at? It's in Long Island. It's in Huntington, okay. Long Island. You never know okay. yet. Hey, you I'll know? cruise out. Thanks for the invite. Don't you know, uh, such, be surprised. I'll take you up. And you know, you know what's great, man, about jujitsu? Because Jimmy just uh, inquired. He's going to be going down to Henzo's with a buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, it's a very effective, but there's a lot of arts that are effective, like boxing, like um, judo. But there's a reason why there's not a judo school on every block, because that's very taxing on the body. The right. sparring with the right people in boxing is okay, but the wrong people could be a problem. Sure. Man, you could do this to your end of your days, Jimmy. You're yeah. not getting, if you go with the right people, you're not getting hurt. I just, I, I really try to push you towards it, Jimmy, because. Really yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. I'm so glad, you know, every, like I'm sure everybody. I wish I started when I was younger, but I'm so glad that I uh, was able to, to sort of fall into it and, and, um, and, and again, fall in love with it and realize that, you know what, I can do this for the next 
20, uh, 30 years. If, if we're with the right people, you get some punk that gets crazy, then yeah. I mean, you have to drop the left hook on them. But. <laughs> yeah. Jiu-Jitsu also has this this amazing air about it, too. And I think because in the early days of UFC, the way the way guys like uh, Hoist Gracie were beating these other guys that seemed unbeatable, it kind of got this this uh, this mystical quality about it, almost like karate had in like the 60s and 70s. Like anybody that knows that can't be fucked with. And I think jujitsu has had that for like the last 30 years. Yeah, well, when it started originally, early 90s, I believe it was around 93 or so, essentially it was all these different forms of um, of martial arts or combat, right? You had boxers, yeah, dude with the one glove. And I remember with that, right? Art, you know, Art guys, all this stuff. And, and they were pretty much not well-versed in the other arts, just kind of going in with their one sort of uh skill set that they uh had mastered and would uh, hoist prove that you know jujitsu ultimately was sort of the king of all those and then now we've evolved to the point where you have to be so well versed and it's like a completely different fighter athlete and well versed in all these uh sort of areas and it becomes exciting when you have two grapplers at the highest level or jujitsu guys then ironically it turns into more of a stand-up fight because they sort of cancel each other out and then you get a, a lot of action uh that way too one of my favorite fights and it's not I, I guarantee it's probably nobody's favorite fight except for mine is and I, it's because it's like what we talked about two of the highest level grapplers in their art so we had the highest level of wrestling with ben Askren fighting the highest level of jiu-jitsu in mma damian maya i like that fight i like that fight a lot oh, that was a really good fight. fight and by the way Askren was doing great in that fight he was winning well, that fight till the end right <laughs> what's so great about that fight mario is that they both highlighted why they're so spectacular in exactly. their own. Ben got the big, it was, it was, it was almost. Ben was winning, right? Ben was winning until he got oh, submitted. Yes. And that was on the heels of him already getting knocked out by Masvidal. Yes. Too, remember? Yes. Was that his second straight loss? He had undefeated when he came in. That was his second straight loss? Yes. Correct. Yes. And they, and they gave him a fellow grappler, but oh my God, as a jujitsu, I know the wrestling community. Did he get him with that? I forgot. Do you remember? I believe it was a rear naked choke. But before that, he put him to sleep, if I remember correctly. Jake, you can look that up. But before that, the displays of jujitsu and wrestling. So you have Ben Askren using all his signature. He's getting some nice big takedowns. But then once it hits the floor, you got Damian Maya doing reversals from Uma Plata's, reversals right. from Asha Garami's leg locks to reversals. I'm sitting there watching that thing just, oh, it was so <laughs> technical. It was so technical. Was beautiful. And uh, that's when I tell Maya had uh, two reversals. I just said that, Jake. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for coming to the party late. Sorry, our producer's jumping in with notes. I love that fight, too, though. I love that fight, too. And Maya, probably one of the more, I'm sure you would agree, skilled uh, jiu-jitsu um, uh, fighters in the game in, in yes. USC. And obviously, incredible uh, athlete, incredible um, uh, jujitsu guy, but that was a that was a great fight, and yeah, I was like, oh damn, Askren's gonna pull this off, and then oh, <laughs> and the last so, round, so so beautiful, man. And there has got to be something about jujitsu where you got guys like yourself. You, I, I'm sure you've both seen Mark Zuckerberg goes under a different. He went to a tournament to the Facebook. Yeah, tournament. that's great. Tom Hardy. A lot of people have been Tom asking Hardy. about Tom yeah. Hardy and stuff, and some we're about the same size. I'd love. I'd be fun for like something for charity. I'm already a huge fan of his. So much respect for guys like like Hardy and Zuckerberg, who obviously have got a lot going on in their lives and their career. And the fact that and we're all well, Zuckerberg's younger than us, but Tom and I are around the same age and stuff. Um, incredibly busy, but something where you can just kind of escape, not worry about all that, and you have to put all your energy and focus on 
what's in front of you right there. It's, that's nice. That's nice. You don't get too many opportunities like that um, in life. And it's refreshing and it sort of reinvigorates you. And uh, it's great to see, man. And obviously great for the sport. There's a real humility to it too. Uh, especially when, you know, you're doing so well in life, your career, you've had a career that, that has, I mean, again, like you said, 40 years. And this is a place of almost like where every day there's something happening where you're humbled. Like you, you like we talked every about this day. with every day you're getting and tapped. I, I was just training the other day and all of a sudden I got wrist locked. From like, gosh, dad, I didn't know I could get rid of from the background. And that's such a pain in the ass. Like, okay, God, I'm going to be aware of that now. So now it was great. And I'm glad it happened because you learn. And every day, it's you're always learning. I don't think you can ever truly uh, uh, fully master everything, right, Matt? I think you're, you're constantly learning, evolving. The sport itself is evolving. I tell my guys, white belt mentality. I got my guys constantly helping me with things, especially Nogi with these new leg lock transitions. The, mm. the, 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 no, it never ends. It only ends if, you, right. gotta, if you think you know it all. So I'm right. not that guy. I learn new things every day. But I am a fundamentals freak. I mean, what I teach. I no, you're that. right. You're right. That's what I'm just trying to get right now. <laughs> wow, so much fun. And Mario, you they're telling us. Island, it hit you up there. <laughs> they're telling hey, us you have a very hard out in one minute. That's yeah, coming from our producer. Show, but I want to come back and hang out and talk with you guys more. What do you want to promote? Do we want to promote whatever you're promoting? Well, listen. For a lot of uh, everyone's girlfriends or wives out there, I host entertainment shows every day. I got Access Daily is my daily talk show. Uh, Access Hollywood, which is at night, and also I have a nationally syndicated radio show called On with Mario for iHeart. And then um, I'm going to be in New York, actually, Matt. If I have time, I will hit you up. We're opening the Tribeca Festival. Uh, Mark Wahlberg and I produced a doc on Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy. That's going to be a oh. three-part series that's turning out really, really. Um, it turned out excellent and uh, really happy and proud of the way that uh, came out. So that's enough right for right now to kind of talk about. Hopefully everybody checks that out. And if you gentlemen will have me again, I'll come back. And we'll talk about other stuff that's going on. Yeah, come back on again, man. It was great talking to you. You too. Thank you for your time. All right. Thank take care, man. Be good. Take care, man. Thanks, man. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yeah, he does. He's doing a million things. Yeah, man, we got about hard out at two thirty. That was fun. He hey. had, yeah, he had again for a live show. I wanted to make sure we didn't screw him by keeping him long. And I don't want to exaggerate this, Jimmy. Yes, we can always cut this part out, but I don't. I just want. I know my wife knew I was gonna have him on today. Honey, I got a. Honey, I got a new best friend. Honey, I have a new. I'm gonna tell her later that me and Mario are really becoming friends. Yeah, not best friends, but. You heard him. He wants to train with me. He does, and he probably would. He would. He, that what a down to earth guy. Yeah. I'm. T- I am going on record. I'm no longer Team Zach. 
I am Team Slater. Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I'm a different strokes guy. I'm older than you. What you talking about, Willis? Uh. (laughs) 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 What? Oh, Jimmy, you're so witty and fun. Ah, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little tired. I'm very tired. I did a sleep study last night and I'm just, um, I, I don't do drugs at all. And I took a half an Ambien to sleep because I had a mask and all that stuff on me. I had to, cause I wouldn't have, oh, I would, they need to get results. Hand in your chip, motherfucker. No, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't to, it was literally to fall asleep while I had wires and masks and all that shit. It was a fucking nightmare, but I think they got the results they needed. Hopefully. I'm hoping. Wait, so what do you have to do? You have to get a what now? A sleep study, which is like, um, I'm going to show you a picture. This is what I, can you see this, Matt? This is me asleep. This is what I was wearing last night in bed. Oh, you look it, like something out of Star Wars, Jimmy. I, it, it's wires. There's probably 20 wires. A, a mask. Boy. It's a little, a little like a little elephant boy. Right? Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. So I had to sleep and they, and they, oh. they kind of calculate your, uh, what they need to do to help you stay alive with the machine. So, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to text your buddy back today. He and I texted a little bit. And we're going to jump on the phone today. Oh, Michael J. Mikey J. Yes. He's a good guy. He's a good man. Jimmy, yes, I like sir. to make good people dangerous. I know you do. And I'm, I'm, I'm already dangerous. My pool guy's coming today because uh, my pool's green, Jimmy. And ah, what's it? Is, is there money in it? I don't like that you ignored when I said I, I was you, dangerous. I think, should, I think you should bring that one to the mothership <laughs> when you're visiting the mothership. And you know, Her you know, show, uh, Saturday early show, sold out in the mothership um, for July 15th. Uh, the 14th has tickets available on the late show, the 15th. Uh, but I, I think that those shows will sell very well. Do you know how happy Joe Rogan was to see me the other day? It made me happy. How sure. Happy. Of course. You as happy as I am to see you. Now that takes away everything because sometimes I, I think you're not so happy to see me. I'm this, always happy I, to see you. I came in so hot that I felt you just wanted to go. I, I In your mind, I think when I was doing, when I was saying Slater in a singlet, Slater in a singlet, I think in your <laughs> mind you were going, just shut the fuck up. Just, just shut up. Just yeah. In your mind, but you wouldn't want to say that because you know. I'm more sensitive than I let on. No, I wouldn't say that. I don't want to say shut the fuck up. I was just... say that 10 times fast later in a singlet. I won't say it once even. I, I won't even say it one time. <laughs> I'm refusing. I'm rebelling. Jimmy. I'm very loopy today. We got you grumpy, you said? No, no, loopy. Oh, like I, I didn't sleep well it. last night. I didn't sleep well. I think loopy's a phenomenal fighter. She no. is, yeah. Now, this is going to be season 31. I'm starting to feel old. I was on season it's, four. I know. I won season four. Yes, you did. Um, you know, this is my thing. Michael Chandler, why is he a good fight? For Why is he a good fighter? Yeah, yeah. Tell us why he's a good. What does he have that these other guys that, that didn't beat Connor have? Is he going to mix in the wrestling? Or is he just going to look to fucking lay him out? I know he put guys to sleep with his hands. I know he's yeah. there and there. But, but Connor he, could also he, outstrike almost anybody. Uh, what does he have? I also think he's not necessarily going to be. What's that? Who could outstrike almost anybody? I said Connor. I mean, Connor. Yeah. Connor has the ability to drop anybody. Uh, he's got beautiful, fast hands. 
Um, what does he have? I think he has the ability to not be overwhelmed by the moment too. I think Chandler is one of those guys who has the ability to uh, to not be intimidated by the moment and by the size of the moment of fighting Connor. And I do think some guy, obviously Poirier has that too. Some guys have that where they become intimidated by the the size of the event. Yeah, Jimmy, size never intimidated me. I'm five six. I walk around six eight. Listen to me, confidence. Yep. Confidence, Jimmy. You understand? Uh, we have any fights this weekend or no? Because no, we are. It's crazy. A weekend without fights. I, I, without fights, I don't know what to do. Well, I have to go out, do my shows, come home, watch the fights on Fight Pass. Oh, whose name are you going to put in Fight Pass? Matt Sarah. People don't see, but I'm raising my eyebrows. Are they, yes, I was just hoping that they would wonder why I paused. <laughs> Matt was Matt was raising his eyebrows like a hint was coming. Yeah, you know I'm having a bad day. I'll throw in that Kelly Delante fight. Sure. I'll throw in the old Trig fight. Why not? Do you like watching that Frank Trig fight, or does it upset you? You know what? When he go when he when he goes back, and I see he's not getting up, and I land a few more strikes. It is my pleasure. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. It makes me happy. Then I do a little one-handed cartwheel. And then I do a shout out to my who's gonna who was one at the time, but now she's gonna now she's 14. <laughs> she, my kid. Oh. I would do a thing like this afterwards. Like, ah, daddy loves you. I was doing a little thing like this. If we were doing the show now, you probably think I was going to doing it to you. Like, my little man. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, like, oh, like Adrian watching out at home. I, you did it. Anyway. I want to know where Connor is at because I haven't heard anything about him being back in the USADA testing pool. Um, I have a lot of questions, but this is a fight that I really want to see. And uh, is this just a main event with no title on the line, or do you think they'll try to put some kind of a uh, – is uh is this the BMF belt or what are they talking about for the BMF uh BMF belt the, they were talking I think they were talking about Gaethje versus Justin Gaethje is Poirier too yeah 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 right yeah I'm not a, I'm not really into the whole BMF thing I don't mind I'll tell you why I don't mind it because it it's to me everybody knows it's just a fan favorite thing like it doesn't it they're not trying to put it on the level of the lightweight belt or or a welterweight championship. I mean, a bad motherfucker belt. It's just a fun kind of fan service thing. Uh, a couple of guys that they know people want to see fight. And, you know, I don't know. I don't mind it just because of the way the UFC talks about it. They had The Rock involved, with the, I think, the first one. Like, they, they're kind of uh, – it's just for show, and they're letting you know that they're fine with that. That's, that's why I don't mind it. I'm so happy that Mario Lopez is a nice gentleman. A very nice guy, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, sometimes you meet these famous people and you're like, man, I get a little worried. I, don't I know. Jerky. And then I like when they're nice because now I'm like, oh, I like him. I know because people have always told me I look like him. And I'm like, I at least hope he's a nice guy. Why are you recycling my shit? You didn't say you look like him. I said my wife ended up marrying somebody who looked just like him. All right. Oh, um, I actually didn't remember you said that. Let, let, Carlos, me am- let me amend Carlos my Carlos Mancini, calm down over there. <laughs> All right, let's calm down. The number one rule of comedy, you cocksucker. I, I know, I, and this there. is how dumb I am. I stole it. I my joke on the same show, but I stole it to you. I stole your joke and then did it back to you 10 minutes I, later. I, I know I ain't a fucking rocket science, but I'm like, that sounds familiar. I know, I, I didn't even catch I that I did that. 
I'm a fool. The joke holds. It holds with both of us, though, because we're both. We don't look like that gentleman. He's got to be around my age. How old is he? Forty-six. I thought he's he's a year older than me. Seventy-three. I'm seventy-four. No, you're not. You're much younger than that. Again, I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I think this. I think this stand-up comedy is not going to be as hard as I think now. Man, I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I didn't get a lot of sleep. You see all the fucking wires I had on me? I'm loopy. Jimmy. I apologize. Hey, yes. hey, first of all, did you have to so you had to sleep in a hospital for that? Uh it, it's a um an, oh, it's a lab. Sleep it's a center? sleep lab. It's a sleep center. Yes, it's a sleep center, yeah. How, I mean, dude, how does that work? I mean, how does that even look comfortable? That doesn't look good. You might they'll be like, um, you had a bad night's sleep tonight when you were with us. Yeah, because you got fucking wires coming out of every office of your body. Well, what happens is in order to see how like how they have to set a machine for you, they have to get a couple of hours sleep with you and then they adjust it. Well, there's people watching you on a camera the whole time and they're, uh, there's a guy in another room adjusting the machine as you sleep to make sure that when you start to have a sleep apnea episode, it fucking takes care of it. So it has they used to ride the machine all night until they can determine the settings. So that's that's why it sucks. And I got a few hours, but I'm fucking exhausted. Hey man, listen, I'm a big guy with naps. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that helps me get through the day. Yeah, I feel very I feel very all over the place myself today, man. My brains are not particularly good. Hopefully I'll get my sleep down and things will be good soon. Hey, Maybe Jimmy. A month or two. Yes, sir. Hopefully. Hopefully you get your shit together. <laughs> I know. If I'm going to take a little bit of jujitsu, I want to. I want to be rested when I go in. It's my problem. I'm fucking tired. If you look on my story on my Instagram, uh, an old student of mine, he's a brown belt. This guy Brian Ugar, he brought in a uh, shirt from me, and it and it was from the great Ensign Inouye. Have you ever heard of that gentleman? Uh no. Well, he, well, shame on you, because he's a pioneer of MMA incident in a way and he's from hawaii him and his brother uh egan and they're uh they they, they were these hawaiian japanese guys right and they were badasses they fought over in pride and and rings and all these different tournaments in japan and i believe in the ufc if i have it correctly uh this 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 guy same name as hoist but it was pronounced royce algor he's a former wrestler there was a big deal about him getting in the ufc and this is back in the day, bro. I forgot the number of it. Maybe UFC 9 or some shit. And he went versus Ensign Inouye. Hey, Jake, look up Ensign Inouye versus Royce Alger. A-L-G-E-R, I believe. Look that up and find out when that was. So people could look that up. So Ensign Inouye, he got taken down by this great wrestler. Armbar from guard. Beautiful arm lock from guard. How does that happen? That means when somebody takes you down, like a wrestler does, and goes to beat May 28th, 1997. May 29th. Fight. May 29th, 1997, Mr. Bifocals. With those glasses, <laughs> you better not miss that. Hey, 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 hey. What are you? What are you, coward Eric? Without, you look like that little piggy wears glasses like that. Coach Eric wears glasses. Coach Piggy Eric wears glasses like that. That little piggy wears glasses. Just I, like, I should get a picture of that Coach Piggy next to you. Coach hey, Piggy. I call him Coach Piggy. You didn't like his shit talking. I you definitely oh, didn't like now that. He's, now when I see him, I'm going to go, oh, Coach Piglet. Piggy, come here, Piggy. And he's go, Matt, don't say that. Ollie, I warn you. I'm going to go, Piggy. 
anyway. What uh, if he gets mad? Well, I don't know what's going to happen then. I'm going to be like, oh, no, Biggie. I'm going to be like, look, me and you, let's fight in the woods. That way I can react to something. I'm going to go make a noise. He's going to squeeze Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Chandler's in the room. And by the way, Jimmy, yeah. did you tell them to bring Mario Lopez when I was showing them off my acting skills? Did you tell Oh no, them no, no. I honestly I, I actually did not. No, of course not. Did you tell them to bring Mario Lopez in when I was demonstrating Shelly? No. Long's- I, I was enjoying the shining talk. We have, uh, by the way, Michael Chandler's in the waiting room. Let's bring, bring him in. And then we'll talk about me and Coach Piggy doing that scene out of Deliverance. It's a great scene, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whatever camera he's using is really good. That's that, that couldn't be a regular webcam. That's got to be a, a, a real camera hooked up to a computer. Are you guys talking to me? Yes. You Can you hear us, now? Michael? Yeah, I was, I'm sorry, guys. I, that's okay. I was saying how good your camera looked. It doesn't look like a webcam. Is that a real camera hooked up to the computer? It's a real camera. So, yeah, so we're actually uh, we're filming a movie right now. So this is actually one of the movie. No, I made that up. But it, it is a different camera. <laughs> yeah, because the quality is really fucking good. Thank you. Yeah, my uh, hey, I'll tell you right now, I'm I'm a man, I'm a pretty simple man. You know, my uh, my computer, I'm actually on my media director's computer looking at you guys. He's got a new computer. Mine is like from 2014. So my webcam is just pretty bad. So yeah, we got to hook up to a regular camera. We're, we're getting set up over here at Chandler Media Studios. You know, we're getting set up. Hey, well, you, and, yes. let's say you, you take care of of con and you kick his ass do you ever think about maybe roadhouse too or you're talking about movies do you ever think about testing your feet in the old acting uh i, I have actually and and actually a little known fact i didn't really tell anybody uh i actually shot a scene with Hall in roadhouse the movie so but you know how at the very beginning you you're doing the interviews and it's like oh, i'm just going to go out there i'm going to beat them up and they, they do the highlights they show your highlights Hall just beat me up in one of those highlights. So I don't, I'm not even probably going to get a credit. I mean, I'll probably get a credit for a stunt guy or whatever, but I got my SAG card. So definitely would love to dip my toes in the, uh, the acting world, but we'll see. How long did it take to shoot the scene? Uh, we, I was doing, Hey, so crazy story might've been a ill-advised um, decision, but I actually went out there two and a half weeks before my last fight flew the Dominican Republic, stayed the night, woke up the next day, filmed probably two hours, 
maybe three hours, but I only, I only filmed for about an hour and I was there kind of helping Jake with some of his lines while he was getting his hands wrapped and the stunt coordinator kind of used me as a liaison. Like, Hey, what would a fighter be thinking here? What would a fighter say here? What would, right. you know, what are you, what are you thinking back in the background or in, in the back room, the locker room? So I was there for about three, four hours, but got my SAG card, got beat up by Hall, got a little blood on me and it was, uh, it was fun. Okay, let me ask you, okay, what would a fighter be thinking? To, to me, so many movies, like say about cops or whatever, they go wrong because it sounds like a writer talking and not like the actual person talking. Like you know, when they have two cops, one will say to the other, where do you think the killer went? I'm like, no fucking cop <laughs> yeah. says that. Yeah. So I guess for a fighter, there are certain things you guys say and a certain language you guys use, which a writer wouldn't be able to capture uh, unless he was just actually just listening to what you said. Yeah, no, it's it's a great point too because and actually in that scenario there was the head stunt coordinator. He was he's awesome and he actually has a martial arts background, but obviously he doesn't fight professionally like I do, and I'm still in it. I'm still I was just gonna be at Madison Square Garden two weeks in the future from that day where I was at fighting against Poirier in front of millions of people and all that stuff. So I'm very much in it. And there was times where he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna have him say this. Would you say that?" And I was like. I don't want to disrespect you, but no, I wouldn't, you know, so you kind of, we were doing a little tweaks here and there and uh, it'll be funny. Or I think interesting to, when I go back and watch the movie, I think there's a couple of lines that Hall uses during that scene that I, that I directly fed him. Uh, so it'd be kind of cool. You know, it'd be, it'll be, I won't get credit for it or anything, but it'll be, it'll be, it'll be fun, but it's definitely important to have that firsthand experience more than just the sensationalization of movies. I think, oh God, Matt. I was just going to ask, if you want to talk more about that, Jimmy, you can. I'm going to cut you off. I, I want to sure, talk sure. about the Ultimate Fighter. Season, thir- is it 31, is it now? 31, man. 31 man. seasons. Shit, man. I was on season four. Michael, I'm feeling old now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, now I know what it's like, both as a contestant and as a, a, a coach. So they put you in the same room. So I got, it's very reminiscent. Like I watched that little clip of you and, and, um, and Connor. And it's funny though, because you you know you're a down to earth guy and you're being filmed and you guys probably obviously know you're being filmed, but then it's almost like you let your guard down. You're talking to Con, it's almost nice. Oh, 185, you do what you're told, and it's like, oh, you son of a. <laughs> I know you know we're selling things and this and that. Was there any other? Was there any times when he's sticking you where you're like, it, it got you to the point of almost losing your cool, which I can't picture you doing. Yeah, no, not really, because I think I understand. Yeah, I understood what it was. It's movie cameras and it's and it's and it's mic'd up and it's we're in this microcosm called a mixed martial arts reality TV show. So, huh. you know, it, there was definitely times where I threw some zingers back at him. And truth be told, I'm pretty sure this was my first uh, experience where I realized did I really not say anything? And I just stood there like this when he said that, you know, or did they cut it like that? You yeah. know, so, you know, they, the, the, you know, the storyline will always be Conor McGregor, the greatest trash talker of all time. So it's going to be cut like that. And I have no ill will towards any, any of the producers, the way they want to cut it. It's going to put eyeballs on ESPN all summer, no matter what. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. And, you know, I actually just did an interview before this and he mentioned Matt Hughes, Matt Hughes's season where he was playing solitaire and turns out he was playing solitaire like two weeks prior and they cut it and, 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 completely different scenario and he got a lot of flack for it they said are you are you ready for that and i'm like honestly yeah i mean i signed up for it i know what reality tv shows are how what you see isn't exactly what happened but either way 
it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, you can't, you can't be upset at the fact that we're going to be on ESPN all summer, me versus Connor. I love my, I love my guys. Um, Team Chandler did well. So we're excited about it. Because all that matters is in the lead up to your fight with Condor that people have interest in that fight, which they do anyway. But any type of a storyline that makes this fight seem like it has a little more animosity or whatever, who gives a shit? No one's going to think, gee, Michael didn't have a great joke in episode. They're just going to think these two want to <laughs> fucking hit each other. Like the excitement yeah. of the fight is never built around that guy won that argument. That guy, it's, it's these two guys going head to head. Which is which is very funny. Sorry, not to cut you off. Not I got to remember. When that clip came out that Matt said, you know, you'll do what you're told. I was actually, the first time I saw it, I was laying next to my wife in bed and she's fuming. She is ticked off. She's like, are you kidding me? I, why are you, did you get mad when he said that? I was like, babe, no, this is awesome. Number one, kudos to Connor. That was a phenomenal line. And number two, it's reality TV and people are going to be interested in the fight so that's all that matters and you're respected enough where people know you're not afraid of him people know that uh you have your own way of doing things i don't think anybody would look at that and go gee chandler did that your way is your way and, and i think that comes through uh and just the, the more build-up there is the more excitement there's about the fight so whatever it is it's good that's that's kind of what i see you know it's it's going to be I'm sure there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be some times where I'm like, grip my teeth and be like, mm, I don't know if I like the way they did that. Or I lay my head on the pillow and start churning and wishing it was cut differently. But ultimately, man, sure. it's going to be, it's going to be great. You know, people are going to love it. Um, and I think, you know, this is a, it's going to be a really great season too, because of course there's going to be some reality TV feeling moments, you know, uh, some, some trashy reality moments, right? Guys in the house and all that kind of stuff. That's why we watch, but th it was also felt, just as much like a sports documentary as well, bringing these guys into this and bringing us coaches in and the ups and downs, the fights, the the rivalries, the the venom, the tears, the joy. It was uh man, it was fun, man. It's, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Can I tell you that as listen, I can only speak for myself, and that show, The Ultimate Fighter, literally changed my life. And that's just I know my season had a little different, you know you know pot of gold at the end of it with the title shot and this and that but hey shit changed my life that show does and a lot of other people's lives man they get on that show and what my mentality was for these fighters even if you don't win people get to know you and they actually get invested in you they might just like you and you become yep. somebody's favorite fighter from just being on that show and that yep. could be a good thing so it's such an opportunity for these guys it really yeah is. and was that was that your was that how you ended up fighting saint pierre off the show yes, yes. wow my so yeah season, you talk about life changing oh yeah 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 yeah. so it's so weird because my season the third the fourth season was they wanted to do something different and it was called um what was it redemption or one last shot at glory so it was guys that were in the ufc at 170 and 185 but they never made it to a title so i just yep. got done losing to carol parisian by decision so i qualified to get in there you know yeah and, no that's, uh, that's again, yeah yeah, that's so cool, man. And that's and that's what I saw too. And that's what I said to these guys as well. Win, lose, or draw, nobody gets this kind of exposure for this extended amount of time on an on ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. So, and, I, and that's what I told these guys: win, lose, or draw, you have the opportunity to capture the hearts and minds. You have the you have the ability whether you win this fight, you lose this fight. The things that you said, the way you treat people, your your persona or your your reputation, man, it's and that's why that's that was the the glue of Team Chandler. You know, we, that was what we were always thinking about, and it was my goal. My goal was, yeah, 
two of you guys are going to get contracts, but the other guys you're not, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get your shot in the UFC. And we're going to make every, we're going to make, we're going to make every, every decision we can based upon that. How is this? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Matt. I was going to say, you know, what's funny as a coach on that, on that show. And I can tell you're like me, Michael, I can tell you got a big heart where, you know, you have your team at home and then you go there. You're not expecting to like, like feel for these guys or anything, but then you start to know their journeys and they have nothing else to do in there. There's no, so they end up talking to you and now you're like, all right, you see all these guys with their different dreams. You see where they come from and you end up caring for them. I mean, the, back when we had team Sarah, me and Longo, we, we cared about these guys. We still, still stay in touch with these guys. Yeah. Big time. And of course me, you know, there, it's the competition aspect of it. Obviously before I met my, my fighters, it was always, I was all about beating Connor. I want to beat Connor. I want to show him. Yeah. I want to show the world that I'm a better fighter than him later on. When I fight him, I'm a better coach. I'm a better leader. I'm a better this and a better that. Then all of a sudden I meet my guys. I look them in the eyes. I shake their hand. And I'm like, I don't care about beating Connor at all. I just want these guys to be successful. I want to pour myself into these guys. And as a byproduct, Hopefully I end up beating Connor. You know, if I put my best foot forward, if I make these guys believe in themselves while also giving them the best opportunity of their life, I will by and large as a byproduct, put myself in the best situation to be, to beat Connor at the end. And it was just funny how my perspective shifted. All I cared about was beating Connor. And now all I care about is beating Connor. Obviously later this year when we fight, sure. it was all about my guys, man. And it was, it, if anything, I cared too much. It was it was a hard experience because I cared too much about these guys. <laughs> yeah. How was your was that your first time meeting him or had you met him before? Uh I had never met uh no, actually, so I had met him before. I shook his hand. So if you remember my my debut in the UFC, I fought Dan Hooker. I met him at the press conference because he was fighting Poirier. Yes. Yeah, he was fighting Poirier. So I had met him there. Uh we had fought on the same card. I was the co-main event, they were the main event. Shook his hand. He, that was when he was respectful, Connor, too. If you remember that that training camp, that press conference, we was very respectful. So he was kind of in a very respectful mode. And he's gone gone through his ups and downs of who Connor is, which that was the that was the beauty of it too. And the 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 scary part of it, you you never know which Connor you're gonna get. So what was your first so what your your first time on the show? I know they shoot things sometimes out of order too, or they do. What was your your first day of shooting? What were you guys doing? Like when you first actually interacted? Um, first day. So actually the, the scene Matt alluded to where Connor told me I'll do what I was told. That was when, uh, you know, that was when I, I realized we were about to meet each other, you know, they're like, Hey, go to the gym, you know? And then I'm like, what's going on here? And then in walks Connor. Right. And, and this, I can say that because that's how the scene was. Sure. That's how the, the trailer was put out there. And that's where we met. That's where we started talking. That's where we, we started talking a little bit about beating each other on the show, but also beating each other and fighting each other later on. And we talk about the weight and all that different stuff. So that's when the, that was when the, uh, the I guess the 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 pressure started, if you will, and uh, man, it was uh, it was fun for the next five weeks. Yeah, and what was different about shooting a show than you would have thought? Have, going through the experience, what what about it wasn't what you expected, or was better or worse than you thought it would be? Uh, well, the one thing, and this is a question I've gotten a lot now. Hey, how much of that stuff is real? You know, how much of that stuff was you know what you're saying is that scripted? There was nothing, none of that. You know, um, it was essentially here. Here's your microphone. You know, there's cameras everywhere. Here comes you guys. Do your thing, right? Um, so that was one interesting thing. I thought there was going to be a lot of times where I was like, hey, Connor's going to come in here. Make sure you say something about this. Or hey, they, they didn't tee any of that stuff up at all. So I can honestly and genuinely say, what you see is what what happened over that the course of that time. Um, and then, as I said earlier. 
what really caught me for, you know, by surprise was I was not prepared for how hard it was going to be. I think it was middle of week three. I was just like, man, I am so homesick. I miss my wife. I miss my boys because I, I, I had a moment of, I had a moment of like pulling myself out of the show and I was like, man, I'm missing their lives and I'm missing this and I'm missing that. And all I'm doing is thinking about these fighters. But ultimately that was why I think it was a, you know, in my eyes, a successful show, win, lose, or draw every single fight didn't really matter. We, we were, we were making waves. So it was, uh, it was just tough being on camera, being mic'd up at all times, always being afraid of what I was going to say, what I was going right. to do. You know? So that's always nerve wracking in this day and age, especially. So what's the weight class for this, this ultimate fighter? Uh, weight classes are 135 and 155. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So we got two different weight classes going on. And is he in the USADA pool yet? Uh, there's been reports. I don't know if anybody has confirmed it, but there's been reports. So obviously you do the six month math and that leads us to, uh, you know, late, late fall, early, early winter sometime, you know, obviously Dana was talking about November and December. Um, that's what a lot of people are talking about. I don't, I don't care when it is. I'll be training. I'll be ready. And uh, I'm excited for this summer watching this show and building that and all the different press conferences and stuff we got to do. It's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, that's why you're getting your camera ready and you get your 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 setup because you, what a smart guy. You know you're gonna have a lot yep. of press and you get the good camera. You're like, fuck the webcam. Let's make this look right and let the background looks good. You you want to have uh, you, you want the press conferences and all that shit to be good. Yeah. Well, no. Th yeah. Thank you. And I actually I'm taking it a further further. I'm here in my in my studio. We got four cameras set up. We got lights. We got everything set up here every single week. We're going to be doing a tough reaction show as well. So I got a bunch of guests lined up. I'm going to be bringing my fighters in um, a firsthand experience of every single episode. Oh my gosh, what happened here? Here's what I was thinking. Here's how they cut it. Here's what Connor, what they didn't show you was this. So your, your firsthand experience will be on YouTube released right after every single episode this summer. We do our first one. It's a pretty tough episode that we're launching probably this, this weekend or Monday. And then the first episode of the reaction show goes this coming Tuesday. And then every single Tuesday leading up to the finale or the end of it. So I can bring people in and really tell them what it was like and, and recap the reaction to uh, every single episode. And I'm going to do it right here at the comfort of my, my studio here in Nashville. So you'll be seeing these episodes as they air, like you haven't seen them before? Nope. Wow. That's, so, you, so you'll see how they put it together when everybody else sees how they put it together. Yep. So it'll be it'll be a reaction right after, too. You know, it'll be, it'll be my, my knee-jerk reaction, uh, my guests' knee-jerk reaction, um, their questions that they would have, you know, and, I, and I'm going to bring in a bunch of different people of all walks of life, whether they are athletes, whether they are fighters, whether they have never fought ever, and they're just fans, whether they don't know much about the sport whatsoever. Um, so it'll be a good mixture of, of us having good dialogue about this entire season. It's going to be all on my YouTube channel. Um, so I'm trying to direct everybody there to subscribe because we're going to be coming out with a lot of content this summer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's plug that YouTube channel. Yeah. Right here. Thank you. Yeah. So it's, it's just like my social media handle, youtube.com slash Mike Chandler MMA. So that's my, that's my YouTube channel. Um, and we're going to be doing giveaways. I actually got it right here. My favorite book of all time, as a man thinketh a lot of, a lot of the stuff that goes on inside here. Um, so I got, this is signed and inside of it is a signed Panini card of me. Justin Gaethje is this one. So we'll have 12 of those. We're giving away one after every single episode. Obviously, there's going to be ways to enter into that giveaway. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be fan, uh, very fan friendly. Answering people's questions is also also my anecdotal kind of experience of the Ultimate Fighter. Interesting. 
Sorry about it. I was, I was going to say it's interesting too because you, people are going to get a very raw reaction out of you. Like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Whenever you see something, you're either going to go, that was really the way it went, or you're going to go, what the fuck, man? Like, or you're going to have like a problem <laughs> with it, and it's going to yeah. be very raw, and you normally don't get to see that. You get to see people talk about reality six months after it's aired or as they're promoting it beforehand. It's very rare you get to watch episodically and then see somebody's reaction to what was shown because they're seeing it for the first time too. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to be, uh, you know, one of the, one of the, the growing pains of it or the, you know, what I'm signing up for, because it is going to be, it's going to be an interesting time in my life. You know, very few times do you get this much attention on you for better or worse. So we've got to be completely honest. There's going to, could be three episodes in a row where they make me look like, you know, the worst, uh, you know, but I'm hoping not for that, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, and it's going to be firsthand. I mean, th that's the the most important thing we got. We've got everything set up. We got the team set up for us to be able to put it together. And right away when people were like, holy cow, that was a crazy show. Uh, let me, let's go see what Chandler's saying about it. And they can go and they can watch it right away. And, uh, you know, just giving the people a glimpse into the real life what is going on right now after the reality tv show and you know we believe it's going to be awesome but everyone can go to uh, youtube right now and subscribe mike chandler mma is uh my uh channel on there so that's Holy great God, you sparked my interest that book of yours what yeah. a man think if what is that about really quick let's as the great great question so first of all it's the greatest book of all time written by a, a human being uh, it's only 40 something pages long. That's why I love it. I'm not a big leader. Okay. Or not big, not a big reader. Listen, Matt, they say readers are leaders. Okay. But I, I am a self-proclaimed, not a big reader guy. Yeah. Uh, but James Allen wrote this back in 1902. And it's all about, it's all about as a man thinketh, so he becomes. And we, and he talks a lot about, we look at our circumstances in life and we think that life is just serendipitous and it's kind of chaos and it's kind of, um, constantly working against us, but really everything that's going on inside of our mind manifests itself then into our circumstances. So it talks about thought as it pertains to your health, thought as it pertains to your goals and your accomplishments, thought as it, as it pertains to your relationships. And as I said, I probably, this is brand new because this is going to be one of our giveaways, but this one right here that my wife got me about three years ago is all, you know, noted up and all that kind of stuff. I've probably read this over 50 times because it is so short and it is just so it's just so practical and ultimately you'll never be able to con con you'll never be able to consistently perform in a manner that is inconsistent with the way that you see yourself or the way that you see the world so therefore build your mind and the body will follow it sounds like the, yeah. the, the power of positive thinking kind of yeah very similar so a lot of if you go if you see all the 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 um, a lot of the books, the newer ones, Think and Grow Rich and The Power of Positive Thinking. I mean, a lot of that stuff was was birthed from James Allen's works. He's got a bunch, like a, a couple great books that get, came out of it. Um, but, he, he, you know, he's, he's a very stoic kind of guy, a lot of stoic philosophy. I've been studying a lot of the stoic stuff late, lately, Marcus Aurelius and Seneca. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all about life is happening for you. And sometimes it's happening to you only because of the way that you see life and the way you see your circumstances, the way that you look at life and ultimately what's going on in here between, between the ears. Very interesting, Michael. Uh, I'm looking forward to this uh, a lot this season. Like really, I think you and Connor are such an interesting match and a great match. And obviously it's going to lead to a fucking fight between you two, which who doesn't want to see that. Yeah. Um, come back again, please, right before the season. If you get time, we would love to talk to you or in the middle of the season to promote your, uh, 
your uh your show that you're doing uh live to pro- promote that youtube show and when Absolutely. does it air exactly may 30th is the first episode of the of the ultimate fighter and then my show is airing as soon as the show concludes so as soon as the show concludes boom there's our reaction show so may so- 30th after the show on your youtube youtube.com slash mike chandler mma so it's uh you know we're, we're throwing a bunch of content up there i got a bunch of my walk on wisdom podcasts and stuff and we're going to be sitting here doing a lot more podcast stuff as well and um yeah it's gonna be good so can't wait great congrats on everything man mike i'm, I'm just happy you're gonna be getting paid yes. and getting the attention <laughs> you deserve man Thank i wonder you. why you're happy yeah yeah, dude, I'll do what I'm told. Fuck, I'm getting paid. I'm with you. Yeah. Let him say whatever yeah. he wants to say. You'll be locked in a cage with him soon enough. Can't I can't wait. wait. I know, man. It don't matter what is said. It don't matter what weight it's nope. at. We're going to go out there. And we're going to tussle. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Talk to you again soon, man. Always, always great having you. You got it. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Okay, buddy. Take care. And Matt, uh, also, uh, thank you to Mario Lopez. Seven o'clock tonight, I'm going to be at the Fat Black Pussycat every Wednesday from now until the end of June. I'll be doing my hour there. It's been amazing. So if you want to come, come. SarahBJJ.com. You know, you might want to, you know, Sarah t-shirt. You might, in Huntington, you might be in Huntington, New York. You might want to stop in there and see me. Yeah. Picture. You don't need a picture. Why uh, not? Jimmy, you know, why wouldn't you with me? Why not? Jimmy, uh, I miss you already. Me too. Great memorial. Everybody have a nice, safe Happy Memorial. Have a great one. Are we off Monday? Let's find that out. We should be. I'm going to be out of town. Everybody will miss us. I know. That's the beauty. Let's of keep them in suspense. If not, gang, we will see you next week sometime. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, and the gotta get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind, where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk, where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner, where your only commute is your walk to the beach, where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.